we're back. I'm James. This is the Good Fan Podcast. I'm Luke. I'm Mike. And I'm Brent. I'm James. <laughs> hey, James. What up, James? What uh, what shirt are you wearing right now? <laughs> Gotta check. Sentinel Camp Football. Camp Sentinel Football. Football. Did we go to the game on Friday? Yeah. Who'd they play? Glacier. Do you know what the most impressive thing about Glacier was? They were a very good team. I, I think they're ranked like number I three. I thought you were five. talking about Sentinel. Oh. I am. I'm going somewhere with this. I'd, uh-huh. I'd heard their running back was pretty impressive. The running back's pretty impressive. Um, I was sitting with a former Grizz player who compared him to Dan Moore. Okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah. bodybuilder. Runs people over. If he's available. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I think he has offers from the service academies and Carroll. I looked at that I've is heard, not where I was going with okay. this. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> His patience, guys. Let the man tell oh a story. <laughs> they more. have the best high school kicker I've ever seen live. Oh, wow. And he's a Grizz commit. Perfect. He's like Reinhardt or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Legitimately, I was like, hey, I think this guy could make 50-yard field goals. Can he come to college now? Yeah. We start him early? <laughs> yeah. James, did you have fun at the game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's everything else going for you? Good. Do you uh, have a football game this weekend? Yeah. Did we win? Yeah. Did okay. you catch any passes this week? No. Tackles? You mostly played offense this week. Just offense, huh? Any personal fouls? Mm-mm. No flags? You weren't flagged for anything? <laughs> Some. Some? <laughs> Not on you, though. No. Oh, okay. We don't tolerate that stuff. I got nothing. <laughs> what else you want to talk about? I know the best play from Sentinel. What's Let's hear that? it. The doink. The doink? Yeah. They hit the uprights on a kick? Mm-hmm. Did it go through, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Sweet. Sentinel does not have the best high school kicker I've ever seen. I'm sure he's a Touchdown great Touchdown Packers, I'm guessing. No, nope. interception. Get him ah. over. Brent is uh, recording with us on a Packers Monday Night Football Night, so James keeps coming in and giving updates, even though James is, <laughs> I, Brent is I, I watching it on his phone. phone. Right. Brent came in as an emotional wreck. <laughs> Doing better now. <laughs> yeah. He seems to have rebounded. It's a four, he came in, it's a four-point game, it's now an 18-point game. Well, I was telling Stacy that everything Brent is about the Grizz, like positive, sugary, oh, will never really criticize... Barely gets down on him. That is not the case with the Packers. <laughs> I've had people message me on Twitter to be like, "You are Mr. Positive Grizz. What 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 happened to you with the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> you expect more of the guys getting paid, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's that's essentially it, more or less. Yeah. All right, Jamin. Anything else? This is Rogers' last season. Oh, uh, with where? the Packers or in general? You just think he's retiring? Mm-hmm. Really? That's a hot take. Do you do you like the long hair? Mm-hmm. Do you wish you, you could... Would your mom and dad let you grow the hair out like that? You do whatever you want. <laughs> Mom's looking from the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> his mom won't let him shave his head like I shave mine. Oh, dude. Hey, mom... It, when the Grizz win the national championship, can James shave his head like Patrick O'Connell <laughs> and me? <laughs> It'll look great. The hair on the top and shave it on the side. It we'll looks so cute. What about just like a mohawk? No. You don't want a mohawk? 
My wife is in the background here, not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> She's mastered very the not serious impressed look. look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's not impressed. I, she's like, I let you guys come into my house every week. <laughs> and you asked to shave my kids. <laughs> awesome. Hey, thanks for, thanks for doing the intro, Bubba. Hey, uh, what's the Yankees score? Final four to three Yankees win. Oh, man. Speaking of disappointing. They won. But their season's just been a complete mess. They're in the – right now, if it ended, they'd throw the second team in, right? No. I, I thought they're the they're first out. team out. Oh. Yeah. Well, as the fourth team out as a Mariners fan, you know. That's like your best season in years. Yeah, it's Celebrate. the best we've had since like 2001, I think. <coughs> so, you know. Hooray. <laughs> All right. So, no game this week. It was a bye. Right. Did you guys do anything fun? Yes. I don't know. Got off grid. Went camping. Didn't watch any games this weekend. Well, any college games. So, yeah. Not. I mean, not really. I was local. I did a bunch of hiking and uh, a little work. Put a little extra work for the university. Uh-huh. What did we do? We James had a football game Saturday morning, and then we smoked a bunch of meat and had our family over. Stacy mowed the lawn for me, which was awesome. Wow. <laughs> um, it's a pretty exciting weekend. Did you guys, I guess maybe not, watch any football? I watched, actually, I, it's the first time um, this season, because I've been camping the other away game, but um, with ESPN Plus, it was actually kind of fun, because I, I watched a lot of Big Sky Conference games. Yeah. I didn't watch a lot of other college football. I mean, I watched a little bit of it, but... Because it's there's such good streams on ESPN Plus, I was able to watch like the James Madison and Weber game and the Eastern and Western Illinois game, and it was just kind of fun. It felt like yeah, we were a legitimate conference or something. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what to explain it. We're grown up, you guys. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) Yeah, I watched a lot of those games too. I checked in on the Nebraska Samari Tory game. How did he do this week? You know, he didn't have as much production. Who'd they play? Oklahoma, oh, number three. Yeah, that probably didn't go too well, did it? Uh, they played them pretty Close tough uh, yeah. into the fourth quarter. But, yeah, I was impressed. Okay. Nice. The I thought the conference had a pretty – it turned out to be a pretty fun <laughs> week. Last week when we recorded, we kind of turned everyone's eyes to a few games. Um, and it turned out there might have been a, a couple more that that were quite interesting. Um do you guys want to talk about those? Yeah. I mean, there's no Grizz game to Grizz recap, so yeah. let's, uh, let's just jump into let's the big sky. So Idaho, of course, um, they, w- they went to Oregon State <sighs> and got paid. Hey, <laughs> good for them. And got paid. Um, how many points did they score? They have yet to score points. <laughs> they have yet to score yeah. <laughs> They're still hoping. <laughs> They're still hoping. They Yeah, they got a hung a 0 to 42. Um, I want to talk about the boring games first. Actually, then Portland State beats Western Oregon twenty-one to seven. You know, though, I mean, <clears throat> Portland State, Western Oregon was terrible. Like we made fun of them mm-hmm. for their two losses, and Portland State scored more points against FBS schools than they did against Western than against Oregon. a terrible Division Two Western Oregon. I don't know what happened in that game. I want to remember if, <sighs> if I joked about Western Oregon beating them. You you asked if I wanted to bet a hundred dollars on it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I, Western Oregon beat the spread, right? That, yeah. You know, I <laughs> Whatever just, it was. Just kind of like how FBS teams sometimes don't get up to play FCS teams. I wonder if if maybe that happened. Tough to say. I could 100% see that, especially for a program like Portland State, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah. I think I saw something. Bruce Barnum's base contract is over $200,000 a year. I heard that. Good for that guy. Yeah. Plus the dogs, a pretzels. whole lot of pretzels. pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> he um, gave free beer to anybody who went to the beer garden at the game and said, it's on Barney. What's their attendance? Did we, um, did we I can't remember what their attendance was, but I think I saw... What did I see? I, I want to say it came out to like $2,700 a beer or something like that. But Sweet. I could be wrong. It's not like what two or three tailgates do at a Grizz game. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's admirable. Good for him. Admirable. Just trying to get people there. <laughs> um, gosh, what's the next most boring game? You know, Lamar University beat Northern Colorado. So, didn't we pick Northern Colorado on that? We all picked Northern Colorado yeah. because Lamar it's terrible. should not beat a big sky school. I mean, someone's going to tell me, oh, they should beat the bottom half. And I guess what we've learned is maybe Northern Colorado is still, in fact, the bottom half. <laughs> I heard it was their backup quarterback. It I was. only watched like four minutes of this game because I could not handle it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'd pull, I'd heard that too. So I pulled up the the box score, and Connor Martin was the QB. So 152 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Not an impressive team. Nope. I wonder if he's related to either of the Ryan Martins who work on campus. I would take Ryan Martin at QB. That's what over. I was just going to say. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Martin from the athletic department played college baseball, so I, I feel like I feel like he could QB the Northern Colorado Bears. Why not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a tall guy. He's over the line. He's yeah. over the line. <laughs> um, Southern Utah beats Tartles, Tar- Tarleton State. Tarl- Tarleton. I want to say, tar- is it Tarleton? Tarleton. Turtleton, yeah, why not? State, but it was actually it was forty to thirty-five. Yeah. Southern Utah, so some points scored. Not a lot of defense showing there. Dixie State beat Southern Utah last year or the year before, didn't they? Yeah, I think was it last year. Yeah, who knows? Speaking of Dixie State, they got trounced by UC Davis, sixty to twenty-seven. So is Davis good, or have their opponents been bad outside of their FBS win, or both? I mean, and you probably could say the same thing about the Grizz, honestly. So this is a loaded question. Well, but so they've beat San Diego, who's not yet won a game, non-scholarship, and now Dixie State, Dixie who, State, same kind of thing, right? Yeah, so, but I mean, they do give out scholarships. So I put it, I put the Dixie State game a step ahead of Drake and San Diego <laughs> and those non-scholarship schools. Tulsa is now zero and three. Yep. They, um, well, okay, they lost to Ohio State. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, so. I think we have to assume UC Davis is good until we get more data points. So UC yeah. Davis has one tough game on their schedule. That's probably an overstatement because I think they play both Eastern and Weber. I would like, I think they play Northern Arizona, too. So nor- that's we can talk about Northern Arizona in a minute because okay here I'll pull yeah. up, I'm pulling up Davis's schedule so Davis has Weber at Weber this weekend um, Idaho Idaho State Northern Colorado Cal Poly at NAU versus Eastern versus SAC so they got three so Eastern we'll see what and SAC Eastern SAC and Weber so. 
Davis could easily be the team that goes to the conference and avoids a lot of the good teams and loses wins. in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. But wins the conference or title after the bye. Um, now, some people are going to say, oh, that could be the Grizz too. But I mean, the sure. Grizz play Eastern and Montana State this year. So, I mean, I'm not going to completely agree with that. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It always seems like the um, outside of Weber State, I think those teams that like rise up and. We're going to talk about this when we, you know, pick the Sky games next week. But I mean, I said it on Big Sky Big Takes last spring. I think Weber State's in trouble. But we'll that's a little, okay. that's a little teaser for later. All right, one All more. Right. Uh, the University of South Dakota uh, ranked really good team uh, beats Cal Poly forty eight fourteen. South Dakota ranked? Or are you thinking South Dakota State? I think South Dakota should be ranked, but isn't. Oh. I mean, they beat they I beat they were... NAU and they beat Poly. And they lost and they to. Lost to. They had a close one against Kansas. Yeah, and they beat the they beat NAU thirty four seven. They destroyed NAU. Well, at NAU. I mean, we're gonna move that way, but up until NAU beating Arizona, they were kind of widely considered to be the worst team in the Big Sky because <laughs> they just looked so incredibly awful in their two losses. So I will say, in my power ranking vote for the Big Sky Podcast Network this week, I put Northern Colorado number thirteen because they lost to Lamar. Yeah. Um. I still think NAU is going to end up being one of the worst teams in the conference. Like that win just feels like it was Arizona is truly that bad. Well, and yeah, Arizona's another team where they've. I mean, they lost to BYU, they lost to San Diego State, now they lost to NAU. Aren't they so. on some like double digit losing streak right now? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, they're bad, That's bad, bad, bad. Crazy. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like Arizona was a ranked FBS team or even one with a win or a recent win. So, yeah. So you how many teams in the Big Sky do you think beat Arizona? <sighs> four, I mean, I, five? Four or five, but I think the caveat there is I think four or five Big Sky teams beat Arizona s- this past Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I think that yeah. you still expect a Pac-12 team to line up and beat a Big Sky team most <laughs> games, yeah. but I think that like Given how Arizona's played so far, and knowing that they just blew it to NAU, NAU. <laughs> you know how does Eastern's offense do against them? Against them, how does our defense do against yeah, them? Yeah, you yeah. know, um, I don't know. That's I, whatever. Big Sky's got two wins over the the Pac-12 That's this right. year, which yeah. is more than the Mountain West, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Just it, I, and what? That's the fourth or FBS win. In the conference? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah. So, impressive run. I mean, that's awesome for the big sky. It's great to see that. Okay, next, I think, interesting game was, let's say the Sac State going to Cal, Cal, the University of California, where Aaron Rodgers played quarterback. That's right. So did Jared Goff. I don't know why you have to be <laughs> cheap. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> was that guy that paid for the, played for the Ravens? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Flacco? No. Before him. Dumb. The one in the Super Bowl? He was one of those, no, it was one of those like number one round, first round draft big QBs that just didn't really, uh, whatever. Yeah. doesn't matter. Anyway, Cal, um, Cal scores 42 to Sac State's 30. So Sac State, you know, is within two touchdowns. They, they score 30 points on Cal. 30 points on a Pac-12 and losing by less than 20, 
to me, that's a that is a good Big Sky Conference performance against a Pac-12 team. Like, right. good for Sac. And I we said it last week. I want Sac to be good because I this perception that the Grizz have this easy schedule. I want Sac to win all their games in conference before they play us. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Sac is like this continued enigma where you know they have these close games and then. Uh, what was it, the game that they lost the week before where it was a little bit of a surprise? Well, no, it wasn't Northern Iowa, but they just didn't like put but up But they were winning a fight. half at Northern Iowa. And yeah, then and then they beat Dixie it, State 19-7, to so it's just kind of like, yeah, all right, is like, Sack good? Yeah, Weber beat Dixie State. Like, I mean, I don't think Sack's good, but I would like them to be good. Yeah, I get you. Uh, and then <clears throat> what turned out not to be a, a great game, but it's always interesting to talk about the Cats a little bit. They beat up on the University of San Diego 52-10. to 10. Non-scholarship San Diego. And I know that people are going to point out, like, well, they've beat the Big Sky in the playoffs. That was consecutive years against bad Big Sky Conference teams. Again, going back to this unbalanced schedule that probably shouldn't have been in. Right. I think it was, it was NAU one year, and it was Cal Poly. Southern Utah. Southern Utah. It was one of those ones the next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Portland State another year, too. But, right? I mean, like, yeah. we've seen enough of San Diego this year against Big Sky Conference teams to know that they're bad. They're bad. They lost to Cal Poly, notably, 28-17. to So Cal Poly spanks them 28-17, and then Montana State, different pedigree of a team, 52-10. to Yeah. I, I, we, I think we'd seen that San Diego's – was it San Diego or somebody? Uh, their Sagarin rankings were lower than, like, a bunch of D2 schools or something like that now, and – I am looking forward to seeing what the Cats, how they play against a team with scholarships again when they play Portland State this weekend. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited. I don't know what to think of them. Well, they, they beat they the hell out of bad 52, teams. Great. Right? Like, you know, great. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah. maybe they can score some points. They they ran the ball like crazy. But, yeah, yeah. you know, 2010, what, Flugrad, we played, who was it that we played? Some D2 school and we hung 70 points on them. And then we, you know, the rest of the season was kind of up, down, and all over the place in 10. So it's just sometimes it's a tough measuring stick, but I guess it counts as a FBS, FCS qualifiable win. So, yeah. And the game I was most disappointed with next was James Madison beating Weber <laughs> 37 to 24. So I'm not surprised that James Madison beat Weber. I just hoped that Weber would have put up more of a fight. Now you watch this game, right? I watch most of it. So, it, like, no, we brought their backup it. quarterback in. Yeah, and I didn't see it. So, yeah, because uh, Bronson was out, right? And so, like, even the thirty-seven twenty-four, but is, they were. It wasn't that close, right? Weaver they, scored a couple junk points. Late. Yeah, they had. I think it was ten to three, and Weaver had the ball like first and goal and was going to tie it, and Weaver was under center and a lineman stepped on the QB's foot. Sweet. And they fumbled, and James Madison picked it up, and then they drove. I mean, like, that was it. Like, <laughs> was then it. the game just changed. Like, like immediately score. Yeah. And that was it. Hmm. I mean, I it's oversimplifying it, but, I mean, it's like they weren't close again. Hmm. Well, and, I mean, James Madison, right? Number two? Three? Two. Yeah. Um. James Madison is one of the... A lot of people right now would say it's Sam Houston and James Madison are on a collision course. Um, defending national champion Sam Houston, James Madison. I think there's some other teams, Montana, one of them, that have something to say about that. Right, right. 
Weber has been living on their reputation. And um, what Weber is to me is they feel like a couple of those Grizz teams, Bobby's first year, first tenure back, before he kind of got a really dominant those last three years, where it's like mm-hmm. they were fundamentally sound, but you knew that their weaknesses on offense were going to come back to get them sure. at some point. And um, it just seems like they've had four years to figure this out. And it's the same. Yeah. Just things don't change. At least off, on their offense. Right? Yeah. Moving the ball. They just can't But, I mean, do you it. can't be, like, and this is what I said in the spring on why I picked them to not make the playoffs as my surprise, but I, I just think it's hard to be that dominant of a defense four seasons in a row, you know? It's like at some point – you're not recruiting players to replace those players unless you're North Dakota State. So, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we have um, the the best game of the week in the Big Sky, which was <clears throat> Eastern Washington over Western Illinois, 62-56. to 56. Man, yeah, that was something. I mean, I will say this game wasn't quite as close as the final score because Eastern jumped way out. But then they kind of took their foot off the grass, gas and Western Illinois came back. But, I mean, Western Illinois. <laughs> Excuse Bless me. you. Western Illinois scored a lot of points. 56. And put up a lot of yards. Like, the Grizz held them to, what, 150-something yards or 170-something yards? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and they, like, had that in the first quarter against Eastern Washington. <laughs> so, Western Illinois stats in that game, they had – 468 passing, 175 rushing, 643 total. Flip it over the other side. Eastern had 548 passing, 206 rushing for 754 total. I mean, so you're talking just about a 1,400 total yards of offense in the game between the two. I think watching that game, I mean, first of all, Eric Berrier is awesome. Yeah. He looked like he got a little hurt at the end of the game, so hopefully he's all right. Um but Eastern, and we've all seen it. We've been dealing with them for years. Like they just put the ball up, and if if something doesn't go right, he just is patient and looks for somebody deep. And so I think that's what's going to be really interesting in a couple of weeks for the Grizz is. I think you do all you can to make sure he doesn't beat deep. Yeah. Even if you give up the underneath stuff, uh-huh. and expect that we're going to give up points, but try and prevent the big plays, and it's going to be fascinating to watch. I don't think their defense can stop us. Like, their defense, definitely not any better than Western Illinois' defense. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those games, I think, and you never want to look ahead. You know, we still have to play Cal Poly this week. But I have a tie in there, so go ahead. Um, But I think it's one of those games where (laughs) whoever has the ball last might win this game. Oh, that makes me stressed out. We've been but, there. Have fun but, there. But I, I, I like our odds for a couple of reasons. Is uh, Bobby's such a good clock manager, and he will yeah. he will run an eight minute possession every quarter, <laughs> and ensure that you know we we score what twenty eight thirty one points and own the own the ball most of the game. I mean, if it's like. 31-14, 31-17 in the fourth quarter, Grizz. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly the game plan you want. Because you don't want it to be... 
58 to 51 or something. The game plan thing. I want is 52 to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So Same. I don't really Agreed. know why you guys are pansies. I bet we'll be able to pressure Barrier. Oh, yeah. And the question will be if he brings containment, how do our linebackers do? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be the biggest test. That being said, the Western Illinois guy was supposed to be a mobile gunslinger and they shut him down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see on that front. Why do I think it's interesting is, is I think this weekend with Cal Poly is like the Grizz playing the scout team of Eastern Washington's <laughs> offense because <laughs> they run a lot of the same stuff. Because obviously do. Cal Poly is coached by Bo Baldwin. That's true. You know, who used to be the coach there before Aaron Bass left to be the offensive coordinator at Cal for a couple of years and then jumped to be the head coach again. They're several years behind in their implementation, but they run a lot of the same concepts. Um. Cal Poly has a redshirt sophomore quarterback. I think he's out this week, too. And he's out this week. <laughs> I think. Who do, who, do, who do you have on your depth? i got to pull the depth chart back. Spencer out. Brash is their go-to guy. So I'm... Who actually was a was at Cal uh, before he transferred over to Cal Poly. Yeah. I think, let me... Of course, I should have had this pulled up. But I thought I saw something where Cal Poly... And I know we're... Maybe we're moving on to the the game here, but um, it was something that showed that they're wow, yeah. It's hard for me to find Twitter interactions when I when there's a Packer game because it's just it's a little tricky to dive in and find some things. Okay, here we go. Here we Is go. Is Twitter for you better on a Packer win because there's less people out there taunting you? Oh my god. Uh, so um, quarterback Kalik Paulette. Six one one seventy five freshman. So who did you have on yours? It's Spence, Spencer Brash has been starting for him. So Spencer Brash right now, if you look at the depth, shows as the sixth string quarterback. Oh well, <laughs> I I think he's hurt. Yeah, he started he started their last couple games. Or this is some Bo Baldwin gamesmanship. I don't know. Either way, I'm not I'm not afraid of Spencer Brash. Um, I don't know how you simulate Eric Berrier. Is essentially what I'm saying. Like he is the best quarterback in the league, hands down. Yeah, I mean you don't. I mean it's going to be a hell of a test for yeah. the defense. Yeah. Um, Cal Poly's got some good receivers. Number six, whose name I'm blanking on. I would know more if somebody had done their pregame. Yeah, um, Luke. Yeah, you, I bet you guys have been missing my pregame this week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd have my notes. <laughs> so I believe we're talking about uh, Zadika Centers. Yep. Uh, no, What's we're not. His name? No, we're not. We're talking about Chris Coleman. 165 yards, three touchdowns. Okay. Yeah. Who is number 18? Don't know. I'm just looking at the big sky stats Man, right now. <laughs> what is your problem this year? You you don't get your game oh, recap out on time. I'm so bad. Hear you all with your preview. I mean, like you have got you've built a reputation. I know. You know, <laughs> and, and we expect your free content on time. I know. I, I apologize. How I need to do better. You? How <laughs> dare you? Oh, Jerry, does this mean I have to run the M tomorrow? <laughs> I, you know, I mean, we'll leave that up to Egris to decide. <laughs> God. I would not make it very far up the M. <laughs> <Run it. laughs> I might not make it up the M. 
After last week's question about me hanging out with some egress guy, it made me really nervous <laughs> seeing some Twitter Twitter interactions. I'm, I'm su- I almost logged into egress. I'm surprised that guy hasn't reached out for your phone number. He's really <laughs> looking for friends. So, so uh, number 18 is Michael Briscoe. He's got 182 yards and touchdown. Kind of seems like maybe the the home run hitter guy. Yeah, those yeah. those two are the guys I think to pay attention to on the little that I've done. Um, of course, we had QB club tonight. Uh, Coach Hauk doesn't give away any secrets, but it's still no. fun. Go yeah. grizz.com slash QB club. I missed it. What was the what was the dinner? Uh, What'd you eat? They had um, fettuccine Alfredo, fettuccine Alfredo. Mm. And there were so many people there that they ran out of that. So then they made steak uh, kebabs. Nice. Nice. There are a lot of women in QB club now. That's great. Because um, they created... They, they, Created a new membership level where it's like a couple is fifteen hundred, I think. So yeah, so your base level is a thousand, but you could add a spouse for five hundred for five hundred. So and uh, it it's actually kind of neat. There's a lot of like husband wife pairs there. Um, yeah, cool to see the uh, tables that they put the name tag on keeps growing and growing. So <laughs> I attribute that all to us pitching QB Club on this podcast. And not only do you get a cool black. Quarters like pull, zip pullover, but you get cattle roping gloves that say QB Club on them. Cattle roping gloves? Yeah, like roping ranch ranch wear gloves. Swing into the athletic department on my way out of town tomorrow and, and grab my vest. Or not my vest, my coat. Get your gloves, too. I'll look for them. <laughs> Dang. That's cool. I yeah. took a picture of them. I mean, that's kind of nice because I've got a, lot of, cool, a lot of clubs yeah. I'm a part of where I get a $1,000 piece of clothing that I rarely wear. <laughs> um, just two. So getting gloves makes it better. <laughs> you got. <laughs> Mike realized how that just made him sound. Yeah, that sounded terrible. But that's, I'm, I'm making, a part of a lot of clubs. I'm making, I'm making fun of myself because we'll joke about like, this is my thousand dollar vest from the realtors. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Now yeah. Okay. Cost to doing business. Boom. Oh dang. Yeah. Little RTD on them. Yeah, got the got the QB Club logo with RTD. Well, like kind of a beige white leather glove. They're not wow. insulated. Tweet those out. All right, those are dope. Get people tweet it with the link. I might start doing work <laughs> manual. <laughs> I might start doing some outside labor if I had those gloves. So uh, when we got back from up at the family cabin, we brought some split wood back for the solo stove. I was like, oh, man, just went right in. I got my QB club gloves, <laughs> gloves, carry that wood in, you know, keep the hands splinter free. You're so dainty. Oh, my God. <laughs> he keeps one, one hand vas- Vaseline. So the other, th- oh, the other thing I did this weekend, you know, circling back to that question, um, I found a thread on Facebook from about nine years ago Uh-oh. where Britt challenged <laughs> me to a fight at uh, realtor, safety. realtor safety class. Yeah, yeah. And I brought it, I commented on it to re-engage it into the Facebook world. And so lots of people started seeing it and commenting on it. And I'm like, this is great because Brent's basically out of service. So he's going to come back to all of these notifications on a post of his from nine years ago. I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, like getting back into cell coverage and had 50 texts and like 25 Facebook notices. It's like, man, I didn't post anything in like a week and a half. And then I get in there and it's like, I'm fighting Mike. What's happening? (laughs) Oh Lord. Uh, Before we move fully into Cal Poly, there was another game too, wasn't there? We talked Lamar, right? We talked Eastern, I guess. 
Maybe not then, huh? Did you want to go talk about Tarleton State again? Tarleton State? <laughs> let's let's do a deep dive into Tarleton State. <laughs> it was I mean, it was a fascinating week. I don't think there was a lot of other like the upsets game, or anything no, in the FCS. The game No, no, we talked about them all. So should we talk about Cal Poly a little bit? I've got the stats up. Yeah. They're averaging um 17.3 points a game, which is 11th out of 13 in the big sky on offense. On defense, they're giving up 42.7 points a game, which is 13 out of 13 um, in the big sky conference. Oh, it's going to be rough. Um, yeah, they're bad. They are bad. Rushing, they are 13th, 53.7 a game. Defense, they are 13th. They give up 241.3 a game. Passing, they aren't 13th, so good for them. They're 6th. They're 6th, 239.3 yeah. yards a game. That's the interesting thing. It's like, especially, it'll be interesting to see how they are without this QB now, if if that, in, in fact, is the case that he's not playing because he was a little bit of the spark of their offense that was able to do a bit of something. Yeah. Um, defense, they give up 329 points a game. So they're 13th in pass defense yards. and rush defense. 329 yards, not points. <laughs> oh, points. <laughs> oh. Or yards, sorry. Um, interestingly enough, uh, Eastern is middle of the pack, 239.3 after giving up 53 points. Ah, interesting. So Okay, I, I have a question for you guys. Cal Poly averages 17.3 points per game. Right. Does that average come down? Yes. They're not going to score 17, 17 points against or us. Or 18, 18 points against 18. us. Mike, what do you see, think? I could see them being fluky and getting... Like, come in with like a gimmick play. Yeah, or... and, and something late. I could see them getting to like 19. I could also see us running very vanilla schemes against them. Yeah, to not put stuff on tape yeah. for Eastern. Or, not that there's not other but, stuff. But yeah. presumably... You think under 18 points is a lock. And then they give up 42.7 points. Do we score more? Do we score 43? I bet we break 50. We better. Yeah, we should. Because um, I think he'll want to run it down their throat. You want to show something big for the week ahead. And that's like where you say you don't want to show something. There's like the, the flip side of things where you show everything. And then Eastern. Although... I, I don't know. Eastern's defense statistically so far is not good at all. So do you need to have them game planning for stuff if you just know you can beat them? Yeah, good question. So um, I don't know. A couple other things that we've proven good at so far. Sacks against Montana leads the conference with one. One. Uh, Cal Poly is number 10. They've given up seven sacks. So okay. that's in three games. So that's 2.3 a game. Yeah, yeah. I... I think they're going to double that this game. Whoa, I, double? I think the, the Grizzlies are going to sack them seven times. Seven times? Seven it. times. Oh, I hope that happens. I mean, they're going to throw a lot. They clearly struggle, and our defense is a machine up front right now. i got to look up this Kalik My Pollack guy. Is we're going to see a lot of red shirts play a game this week. <laughs> Why so, not? Get him practice. All right. So if Kalik Paulette is the QB, he is a dual threat rushing QB. Well, good. So so, so is Eric Berrier. So we need our scout QB <laughs> to be good. Yeah. So he's one seventy five and six foot. So that's going to be fun when he gets hit by 
Joe Babros. And if he's a dual Gore. threat, I would say it's a lock for seven <laughs> tackles for a loss. But I feel strongly about the seven sacks. Yeah. I, yeah. Gosh. I bet they have three in the first quarter alone. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. They're gonna come out and they're. Yeah. Man, I kind of I'm really interested to, to see the the time of possession. That's I mean statistically when you look at Polly, they're not great at that at all. I mean they're averaging. It's something like um, what kind of amounts to be about, what, 20 minutes per game. So they are, yeah, about 23 and a half minutes per game. So they are, even in their losses, they're being vastly, um, you know, their defense is spending a vast amount of time on the field compared to the offense. So, and. I wouldn't be surprised. Do you remember when we played Portland State in the spring game and we ran the ball like 15 straight times? Yeah. 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 I wouldn't be surprised if we see something like that. Bobby wanted to make sure Mike couldn't assess any Chris Brown passes. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he heard Mike yelling from the other side of this, the field. He had, a, he had a guy with binoculars just watching Mike. Yeah. And it was tough because we had to wear a mask then. Isn't, and so Mike, they was just like, what's he saying? Isn't is just face red yet? They were definitely watching. They were following him on Twitter. They had like three, three all the grad assistants following him on Twitter. Like, oh, run it again. Run it again. <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious if the grad assistants one day were like, there is no QB controversy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Riley sent us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, all signs point to what should be a pretty big Griswin. Um, you know, a week off. Sometimes you come out of the bind, you're a little rusty. Uh, you know, there was a lot of weirdness in the big sky this last week. So could you come in both rusty and then reading all the headlines and thinking you're, you know, um, hot shit and then get a little caught on your heels? I could see that happening for a bit. But just especially if Polly is playing a freshman QB in this new system with a defense that just gives up everything against this great defense. I mean, you're going to hit a point where it doesn't. It's hard to imagine some sort of trap game against Cal Poly. I, I just, it, it's really hard to see it. Might be a good time to have a great tailgate experience <laughs> on homecoming. <laughs> Over under ten thousand fans in the stadium for the second half. Under, under. No, it's over ten. Will Brent? Will Brent be in the stadium the <laughs> second half? But this I is a good. This it. is a good note. <laughs> Kent Haslam said on. Riley's yeah. podcast, they want you to get in the stadium 45 minutes to an hour early because they have staff shortages on tickets. And they say that's the reason for the struggle. I call BS on that a little bit, but I do think they're probably right on the get in there 45 minutes to an hour early part. Um, it still is obnoxious, but, you know, is what it is. Yeah. I also thought getting into the stadium um, two weeks ago, because everyone went at a normal time it created these you know sort oh, of just a big crush of people crush of people yeah. and i was like i was thinking i'm gonna get there earlier next time just so i'm not sharing um two two feet of room with 17 Seven. people i don't know but you know what's frustrating and it's like i know it's this is everybody's dealing with this and it's not their fault but it's like they want people in there early but then they don't have all the concession stands open because they've got a staffing issue so yeah, it's like yeah. What do you want people to do when they get in there? <laughs> Go to the beer garden. Open the tailgates earlier. That was actually my first thought. It's like we're, they tell people you can't tailgate um, 
more than two hours two before hours the before. game. But it's like if you're going to say you got to go in an hour early, open that tailgate earlier. We're going to set up about three hours early and see what happens. Yeah. So. There's staff staff back. shortages there too. <laughs> staff shortages. They won't patrol. I, I, don't I didn't the see the. the they, were, they weren't two weeks ago. So I didn't yeah. see the the, the golf cart uh, enforcement crew out as much in the tailgates this week. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> you had the yeah you had the I I, I hopped on Instagram and saw the uh, the old party bus. How did you not see the party bus from? Well, I saw the party bus. I did not see the inside of the party bus. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the party party bus was at our company tailgate this week. Our last home game. Yeah. It's pretty cool inside. Comfy seats. Nice lights. Yeah. If Mike invites you inside the party bus, you say yes. I didn't even know the party bus was coming. This is how great our company tailgate is. We have such an awesome younger agent, Jordan McManus, who runs it for us. I don't have to worry about anything. Like, it is, like, I, I ran it one year as kind of a transition between the old guard and the new guard. They do a great job. No okay. complaints. Okay. All right. Let's me, let me, let's me be a free agent and go to lots of tailgates. I like it. Notice something about the middle of the party bus? <gasps> oh, my goodness. You went inside it, right? Was, I went inside Was it. the dancing pole installed? You know, it was, and I didn't even, it didn't think twice about it. Oh, there's two of them. <laughs> there's two when of them. Those are to hold for extra people if they're driving. So one year, Mike <laughs> had a resident install... Uh, a pole in the middle of his dorm room, so so people could hold it. Yes, and structural, uh, suppo- structural support. Do you remember this, Mike? I do. Yeah. You remember those kids that installed the stripper pole in the middle of the room? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, I tell you, Lucas, realtors. Uh, and Mike's got have... it in a bus now. No, yeah. what's interesting is I don't necessarily every day find. <laughs> my professional world in real estate to be completely different from my first professional world in uh, student affairs. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find people housing. Yeah, trying to find people housing, keeping people out of trouble. Stripper please, poles in the living rooms. Don't smoke weed when I'm around, please. You know, you know they're really not that different. <laughs> um, uh, no parade. No parade because they were worried about the bridge. Yeah, I will also put that down as an excuse. I am clearly frustrated with the the institution that I love right now. Yeah. Um, I don't buy that they could find an alternative route. Like, you know, there was I I can't remember. I, I don't think it was ever homecoming, but there used to be parades that would start downtown and you would go up all the way up Higgins. You'd hang a right at South and you would go to the fairgrounds. Yeah, and so it's like, why couldn't you just back that up? Somebody said that. They thought if they staged at the fairgrounds, it'd be too far to walk to campus. No. But, I mean, if they staged at Sentinel High School, that's going to be pretty close to it's the same about the same. And even if it's not, they could have staged in the neighborhood or, there and started at Higgins st- South or stage something. Stage at the track yeah. in soccer fields. Yeah, exactly. Just shut down that side of Arthur. Stage there and ru- walk in. I don't know. It was weird, but I maybe... It I is don't, what it is. I don't know. I, I also... I do believe that the the bridge issue is a serious issue, so I I don't want to I don't mean oh, to, well I yeah. don't mean to throw people under the bus. I just or under the bridge. Um, this this bridge is turning into the interstate outside Butte. Is it this crazy? <laughs> oh my god! Yes, it <laughs> it's is. just like there's all these things, and it's like the marathon didn't go two years in a row for COVID, but it's like you got to think the bridge factored into that this year a little bit. I mean, how many 125 pound runners can we fit yeah. on this thing? <laughs> As uh, 
I mean, have you ever have you two ever been on that bridge when like the parade's going? Oh, I marched in it Me in too. high school, and yeah. you the you could it feel bounces. the bridge bouncing when you were marching. I mean, obviously for safety. Oh my god, that'd be catastrophic. So, I mean, you understand the safety measure, of course. Oh, so, yeah. 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 No, it, it's a bummer they couldn't find an alternate route. But the funny thing, the interesting thing, I've talked about this a lot before. It usually seems like homecoming games, homecoming crowds are weird. Yep. I always talk about this cuz you get a lot of people uh in from out of town um cuz homecoming. And so maybe not the most passionate fan base like they're here for, you know, this, that, the other thing, the school's doing that, this, that. I haven't been to Missoula and you name it or whatever. And, oh, hey, yeah. And then you add in a Cal Poly team that no one's really excited about. Um, we've seen this a lot. You get these homecoming crowds where it's just, it's really bizarre. It's it's designed, it, you know, for a lot more people, it's a social function that tailgates stay a lot yeah. more busier. Less people go in, the crowd's less engaged. And we've had some homecoming games that have been meant to be competitive and it's like the crowd's not into it we've so, been upset on homecoming we have times. yeah um i feel like i'm just a giant whiner which is true for life but not generally in the podcast <laughs> um <laughs> i who's qb1 why they don't start the homecoming game later because the parade's at 10 yeah and the if you're pulling something the parade or in the parade it's like noon and then there's this game and you gotta do it's like it's almost like the two events are not mutually exclusive of each other. Right. Yeah. Like, I couldn't agree more. It's weird. We see it a lot. I mean, just like having a tailgate party, I always tell people, like, the homecoming tailgates, because no, we are allowed to open two hours early. Yeah. And homecoming, I usually roll in on the two-hour dot, and I tap the kegs, hour 45, hour and a half, just because nobody's there. Nobody's there. Because everyone's at the parade. It's like, I just, it's like, if they're going to do a parade at 10, they should do the homecoming game at 3. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, that'd be great. Even two would be. <laughs> we had one that. We yeah, there was one. one time since they've installed the lights where it was later than one, but it's just like. Well, yeah, and now they're telling you to get in there an hour before. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, so. See, I'm a conspiracy theorist. That's probably why they canceled the parade. It's like, we, yeah. Mike We're, is a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, yeah. I have turned into quite the conspiracy theorist. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's another pod. <laughs> Okay, do you guys um, want to transition <laughs> into so, anything else? Talk about Cal Poly or into the I mean, uh, melting point of steel. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... <laughs> oh, God. So it's kind of a short slate of games this week in the Big Sky. A lot of bye weeks, right? A lot of bye weeks. Yeah. we but only got six games to pick. Before we talk about. Big Sky. Okay. Yeah. Let's. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on on campus for homecoming. Oh yes. And one of, I mean, there's always neat things. A lot of departments do events. Um, you can go to the uh, alum.org page and look at it. Um, there, but they one of the cool things that I mean they do a couple of cool things. I mean they've got decorating contests on campus. Um, they do the hello walk, which is where they paint sidewalks. Which Luke, you're probably more familiar with that than I am. Um, and you'll walk on, around tailgate and there'll be like greetings painted on the sidewalk, not just in English, yeah. um, which I always think is kind of a cool tradition. Um, one of the things I think is always neat and it's under attended in my opinion is the yell night pep rally. Yeah. Friday nights and they'll do fireworks at the oval and it's fun. all lit up and the band is there and Monty's there. And I think that is a must see event if, if you're around 
you know, and you don't necessarily have plans at yep. night. 8 p.m. in front of Main Hall. And it is. I, I mean, so it'll be done fun. by nine, so you could still you could do dinner before and drinks after, and still swing into campus. It's dark. You, the, can drink, you know, do drinks during. There's a couple people that talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or just bring your drinks with you. I don't think anybody's going to say anything. Um, so it's really, really, really fun. And it it's fun to feel like it, it's weird that like just some football success kind of boosts a little bit of just renewed activity and, and excitement around campus, but. I think it'd be just great for more people to just, especially some of these outdoor events where it's like you can, you know, yep. move around. There's you plenty of distance. You can hang you can out in the back more of the safe. Oval and still yep. be part of this for sure. Yep. Um, Should be fun. They light the M that yep. night. They do fireworks. So, um, so it's been a few years since I've been there uh, to the to the Yell Night Rally. Have has the light the lighting of the M lately? Has it? It's just been like a spotlight, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid. I grew up, my parents still live there, two blocks off campus. They used to do it all sorts of different ways. They had like, they'd take like li- like lights, big like lights up onto the M and do all these things like this. It used to be. So they used to send the advocates up there with giant lights. Yeah. And so. Like line the M. I, I, I remember, I, can't, I couldn't even tell you the year. I mean, late 80s, early 90s. That they had like actual like maroon big maroon lights like and a whole bunch of people up there like and you get up there and the M all lights up as a and maroon and then I just remember at some point in high school suddenly it's where the Gallagher business building is now it used to be called the Clover Bowl and it's just like <laughs> yeah a whole bunch of like frat guys out there with like a spotlight and they just like shine it all over the mountain and oh here it is and they hit the M and I was just like man that's Okay, <laughs> like this used to be cooler when I was a kid. I thought, but um, hadn't seen it in a while. But um, yeah, I think we're gonna try to get the family out there, and it should be real fun. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm gonna try and go. I was thinking about that today. Yeah, I'll be there too. Perfect. Cool. I'll try not to see either one of you. Um, Good. I was gonna say I might bring some chilled drinks out, Mike. <laughs> well, I will walk and find loose. Jeez, you could save our spots early. Like if you could just go put out lawn chairs, Reserve. we can get to campus yeah. on Friday. <laughs> Have you guys seen UM's lawn chairs? No. Uh, on the Oval? Yeah. The, the The Oval is a lot more of a hangout welcome place. Not that it wasn't a hangout welcome place when I went to school there and worked there, but it was like bring your own hangout. Yeah. They are definitely encouraging. Do you think they'll bring back the ice rink this year? They better. They that had was a, cool last year. Was it last year? Yeah. yeah. I want them to turn like a quarter of the quad into a water park. <laughs> <laughs> with with in like, you know, when it gets nice out, there's like a, a DJ and drinks served, you nice. know? So half of the oval is just a lazy, lazy river. Absolutely. Oh, How amazing. fun would that be? <laughs> <laughs> We're just looking for new recruitment ideas. How many universities have... Like a DJ'd swimming pool on the quad. Fair question. Probably, Probably zero. Arizona State has to, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe one of the Florida yeah. schools. We'll, Florida, we'll have Miami one and a good F- football F-A-U. team. FAU. Uh, <laughs> I guess that was Arizona. Never mind. <laughs> nice. Um, anyway, I just wanted to get that other note yeah, because it, there's all kinds of cool things. Going it should be a lot of fun. Uh, weather's going to be great. It's going to be 70s, 80s. So, it's going to be gorgeous I mean, on Saturday. And weather's kind of expected to turn the next week. So um, tough to say, but you know, that could be the last little dose of summer we get in Montana. So it'll be a good time for people to get out, support campus, and not just uh, be there for the football game, but be there for other events too. Yeah, and bring somebody who's a prospective student and get them to sign up. Uh, for classes, please. All right, because <laughs> it's a cool place to go to school. It's a cool place to go to school. Uh, 
nonsense. <laughs> also, I'm, I'm going to ignore what you said about the weather because I am not ready to put the camper away. So, well, you could have you could have brought it up Saturday night to the family spot. Oh, the weather sucks. I had, night, well, so. I was going to say I had a family thing and it was raining. You're in a camper. You can do it all year round. You could, but your wife doesn't necessarily want to camp all year round. <laughs> What's going to happen first? James gets his head shaved, or you camp in November. So if we win the net, if we win the net, here's what I I'm think. going to shave his head. <laughs> first, ask for forgiveness. Yeah, we are definitely going to do that. Um, She's not in the room anymore. I used to have goals. Plot this out. Like, like <laughs> I would go into every summer wanting to hit 30 nights camping Ooh. over from like May to November. Yeah, and that used to be like hard to do, but then COVID last year, like. I destroyed it. And this yeah. year we got kind of close, but didn't quite get there. So now my next goal is I want to camp every night of the year, every, you know, every month of the year. Ooh. But I feel like that one's going to be a lot tougher to pull off. Oh, man. Yeah. It's yeah. tough to say. Pull like, it down to Arizona and, you know, cheat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you sell it. There we go. But you look at like, I don't know. It just all depends. Like this December, December of 20 and January of 21 – it wouldn't have been pleasant, but you could have camped. Yeah. I mean, we had 40-degree weather. I don't know what campgrounds are open. You need one with power, <laughs> presumably. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, nobody cares about my camping. They might. Uh, Should we talk about fantasy football next? <laughs> so, my <laughs> fantasy football so far in the league that the three of us are all in. He took the bait. <laughs> We, we invited Brent into a league that Luke and I have been in for a long time. We actually invited Luke into it a long time ago. But, I'm terrible at it, too. Yeah. Um, I destroyed Brent in week one and was the highest scorer in the league. In week two, I barely broke 100. And Luke had Derrick Henry, who all you damn Seahawks fans who think you're good, if maybe one of your defenders could have tackled him like once, that would have been helpful. That's all I'm going to say about fantasy football. <laughs> Straight out of Shelby's 2-0. <laughs> hey, I'm 1-1. One one. I rebounded. All right. Hanging in there. And there we go. <laughs> Should we pick the sky? Let's, Let's pick the it. sky. All yeah. right. Um, top of the list, uh, Sac State goes to Idaho State. God. this like These last three weeks, despite the weirdness of last weekend, have been fairly straightforward, save like a game. And I took a quick glance at this, and there's like a lot that are like, I could see them going either way. The thing about this game is I don't think it matters. <laughs> I don't think it matters. <laughs> no, I think that no. Idaho State's not great. I'm going to pick Sack because I want Sack to win. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want the teams we play to have better records. That's the only reason. But we were kind of high on Idaho State. Not high on them to make the playoffs, but like, no, no, no. hey, they've shown life, but then... They've been terrible. They've been terrible. This terrible. Year. Like, statistically, they have, like, the worst offense in the conference. You know, they had a week off. It's in Idaho State. I'm trying to talk myself into picking Idaho State. Yeah, it's good. I will. Idaho State. I'm going to go with the Bengals. All right. I got week it. off. They got some rest. They're ready to go. I got sack. All right. All right. Next, we have – we'll just do the most boring one, maybe. Um, Eastern Washington goes to Southern Utah. <laughs> Yeah, Eastern. Eastern. <laughs> Eastern. Yeah. Uh, then we have Northern Arizona goes to Northern Colorado. If UNC is still without McCaffrey's kid at QB, 
it's too early. I mean, if if this was, uh, you know, 30 degrees and wind and snow sideways, I, I'm going to say NAU, I guess. Yeah, NAU. <laughs> you mean NCO? No, you said nor- Northern Arizona. Said Northern University Arizona is playing is Northern playing Colorado. Northern Colorado. University. I'm going to pick oh, Northern sorry. Arizona. Okay, I was thinking something else. <laughs> Apologies. Okay. NAU. No. Damn it. This right. This is a tough one. Is this a They're trap game for NAU? This is a trap game. Trap game for, for, our for picking. One and two. It's, NAU. Is it in Greeley? Yes. Yep. Greeley doesn't cut the grass. They've got artificial turf now. Never mind. They still don't cut it. <laughs> True. I'm going to pick Northern Colorado. Ooh, okay. Mike picks Northern Colorado University. And Brent, you picked NAU. I'll go with NAU. Who are you picking? NAU. Okay. I've already I've pre-picked these. With You've the pre-picked marks. them. Oh, you got them. Okay. Um, all right, then we have UC Davis goes to Weber State. See, this one matters. Whereas, yeah, like, yeah, Northern Arizona versus Northern Colorado is, you know, like what what buffet do you like the best? Yeah, yeah. Um, I am going to pick Weber State, and I'm going to pick them for I kind of a few reasons why. Um, Weber State has played far better competition and i just we talked about it when we were recapping the conference i just i don't i mean uc davis puts up awesome numbers and if they go into weber and put it to them that definitely proves like they're there they're in the conversation they're one of these top you know three or four teams that is vying to win the conference um they just haven't convinced me yet in the sense with they beat the crap out of bad teams it's just like montana state who I think is also a good team, but I just I need them to prove it. Um, Weaver's going to come come off this game against James Madison, where they scored twenty four points. They were hanging around a little bit. I think they're a little bit more tested against tougher teams, and so I don't think they're going to be intimidated by Davis. And I think it's going to be something where Davis is actually going to be playing a, a real defense and. We'll just see how it goes. So I think Weber is going to get it. I follow that. Mike, are you uh, are you buying what Brent's selling? I want I want Davis to lose because they only have a couple tough games, and I don't want them to just cakewalk into the conference. But I don't think Weber has it all together. Weber is in with their backup QB. I don't know that they have the firepower to score points. If Davis puts up points on Weber, I think they're in trouble, and I'm going to pick Davis. I've got Davis, too, for the same reason. Weber, when they have seasoned veteran quarterback leadership, has a hard time scoring, scoring points. points. Yeah. I I kind of think Davis is going to score 30. I don't know that Weber can score 30. Again, maybe Weber be, is the yeah. beneficiary of some turnovers. Um Maybe they try to play the time of possession yeah, game as well. Sure. That's probably what you're going to do if you're Jay Hill. But And I think Weber's backs are to the wall because I think this loss, like they're, you're on the skids, right? You've it, got three. 
they're if, one and three. If Weber loses this game, they are in real trouble. Yeah, and you've still got tough games in front they, of you. Yeah, they don't control their own destiny. No, God, no, no. Absolutely, you got to go on a run, like win everything else. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. about. So I think. <clears throat> Ooh, so they're back up. Their backs against the wall. Oh, Brent. No, I like it. I like. They're it. painted in the corner. No, but that that makes them right. Yeah, and, and again, Jay Hill is a good coach. Like he's a great coach. He, and until proven otherwise, he's, I guess, probably the best in the Big Sky. Uh, no, Ooh. no, Ooh. no. Yeah, that is nonsense. Jay Hill's better than Bobby Houck. No. See, this is where it's like people want to just act like Bobby Houck's first tenure didn't. Happened, yeah. It's that's okay. That's fair. That's fair. That's but fair. Bobby's teams have gotten better every year. He's been back the second time. He's the winningest coach in Big Sky's conference history from a um, percentage standpoint. Percentage, yeah. Wouldn't you take Bobby's but, first ten years over Jay Hills? Absolutely, I would. So he just, went to the national championship just on that alone. <clears throat> like, how many years I was think, he the first time? Seven. Say that again. How many years was he the first time? Seven. I think so. And how many years has Jay Hill been at Weber? Five. Five. Bobby Houck had been to three national championships by that point. There is no question. I cannot believe you even. Could, said wait, wait, that. hey, I'm gonna. Hey, <laughs> this is a friendly podcast, Michael. Oh, it's getting heated. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow Brent to take it back. Just give him a little bit of rope. Could Bobby Houck do what he's doing with Montana at Weber State? Yeah. Yes. Really, I believe so. He would have the financial alumni facility program regional support I think, at Weber I think that Bobby he would have at Montana. is a very good recruiter. I think that – I do think Bobby Houck could do what he's doing at Weber. Maybe it's not exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but Bobby Houck has got lots of connections that go beyond just Utah. Um, I'm not saying – I'm not saying that what Jay Hill's done isn't impressive. But I think it's an era they're going to look back on and be like, man – we won the Big Sky five years in a row, and what do we have to show for it? Montana's got about the same to show for it for their run. I mean, national championship. I trip, would say getting the national championship three is times a better, is yeah, a better it is. outcome. Yeah, it is. I, I wonder. I wonder. Like, I didn't uh, realize you hated Bobby Oak so much. I, oh, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> we're, wow. we're over an hour. The grad assistants aren't listening anymore. So my sense is, my sense is, <laughs> I'm gonna get handed hot dogs for the next QB <laughs> club dinner. <laughs> I'll have my steak. <laughs> my sense is that Montana is a special place, and Bobby being from Montana gives him yeah. like some sort of added benefit in recruiting a lot of very good people. But in the hypothetical, maybe that means Bobby's from Utah. So also, maybe Bobby does better in Weber because maybe he owns Salt Lake recruits like he owns Montana recruits. Yeah, that could be. Um, also... Let's flip this around. Could Jay Hill do at Montana what Bobby's doing in Montana? I. <sighs> he applied for the job once and didn't get it. When was that? When we hired Flu? Yeah, that was. That was. Or Stitt? Flu or would have been Stitt? Might have been Stitt. Stitt. Yeah. Yeah, I. Ooh. A lot of people applied that Stitt hiring. That, <laughs> that's a different conversation. <laughs> I just, like, I think if you look at, like, the right now, maybe. <sighs> Jay Hill is. I, I'm trying to like think of like the 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 defining word because he's won four conference titles in a row, right or five? 
Depends on who it you ask. Depends on and how where you, you put how the asterisks. Yeah, asterisks or not, right? Right. And sharing some. And so it's like until until someone else proves otherwise. And it's like I think he's a guy that took a program that I think what won ten two games the year before he came in, where you know Bobby came into a team that was winning seven games and. You, you put them side by side, total body work. Absolutely, Bobby's a better coach. And I, I do definitely believe. So maybe my But, I mean, saying, what pressure does we would Jay Hill have at Weber? Like, I mean, but, like, any no coach wants to come in and be like – and be like Jerome Sowers and be like, hey, I'm happy being 500. Like, Jay Hill wants yeah, to probably no, be – Jay Hill probably wants to be the head coach of Utah, Utah State, or BYU, right? Or somewhere in the region because he knows the region super-duper well. And so I think – we talked about this, Mike. You were going to pick the cats until the Grizz could prove they could do it. And so it's like right now, Still could you say the same thing of is Jay Hill the measuring stick until someone else can prove they can do it when it comes to current coaching success? I okay. No. I mean, That's an interesting question. Yeah. It's not an illegitimate point and, and, that you think. And like, honestly, of course, <laughs> yes. If it's like, hey, Brent. If you could have Jay Hill and his staff or Bobby Houck and his staff coaching the Grizz, who do you want? My answer is obviously Bobby Houck. He's the guy I want, and it's because I know he's going to. And he's got a great staff. Yes, absolutely. So, um, but I just, I, there's like hurdles you got to clear. And I think for the Grizz, there's two hurdles that Bobby Houck in his second tenure, well, maybe three, in his second tenure that he needs to clear. First is Cats. Second is Conference. Third is National Title. To be to be fair, and, I, and I'm not I'm not saying all three of those have to be cleared for me to suddenly be like, okay, now guys, he's better than Jay Hill. <laughs> so what, yeah, what would give me comfort if I were you, and if I thought for a moment Bobby had time and the willingness to listen to this podcast, <laughs> is he's the type of guy who uh, agrees that you got to earn it. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure I, Bobby I bet likes he Jay Hill. I bet he yeah. feels that like the this. This Grizz team has a lot to prove. Yeah, and he's probably not, and they've got a lot to prove, and they're gonna they're gonna damn well prove it. So Jay's a great coach. So here's the thing: if Bobby likes Jay Hill, then Brent is probably right. If Bobby doesn't like Jay Hill, <laughs> then I think my assessment's right that he doesn't find it the same level of legitimacy. And you could argue, and I know this is gonna piss off a lot of our fellow podcasters. He's done what he's done at Weber without having to deal with a tough Montana. Yeah. Well, that's absolutely fair. And how many of those years did they avoid Eastern? A, a handful. Had to be. Because they got NAU, Northern Colorado, and Southern Utah. And Weber Idaho was State. one of my adopted teams this spring, but I just, you know, I'm not feeling it right now. Okay. All right. So Mike picks UC Davis. I pick UC Davis. I'm going Weber. Brent's going Weber. Get your purple in the mail. <laughs> Vikings fans are throwing away their jerseys right now. So fair. Okay, then we have. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's, let's. We've talked about this, but this is a fun it's the game. Most passionate conversation. Like, um, ever seven minutes of talk about Weber. The man. good news is, if uh, this game starts at six p.m., um, sweet. So you there'll be an opportunity to get home and watch this game. Uh, all right. Maybe. Next game, Montana State goes to Portland State. Yeah, Montana State's going to win that game. Yeah. Cats should win the game. I mean, Portland State's always good for to pull an upset, but I just – Cats will win that game. 
Cats have historically had a really bad time in Portland. Um, I think they've won. Or sacks. Uh, like, whenever they go west, like on the west coast, they play bad generally. I think I'm going to pick the Cats. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a pretty tight game. I got the Cats, too. Cool. And then finally, last game of the week, only six games. Montana hosts Cal Poly. We got the Grizz. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I yeah. Think that we got the Grizz by a Grizz. very large margin. Yeah, Bo Baldwin, the second best coach in the Big Sky. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> here's, I think that's an interesting conversation. I walked into that because yeah, Bo no. Baldwin is the only active coach with a national championship, isn't he? Dan Hawkins doesn't have one, right? No, no. Yeah. So, I mean, and he took an Eastern program that was good and made it better. True. Yep. Let's go to uh, let's go to our fan questions. Fan right, I got questions. I've got Twitter up, so we'll start there. And then... we got a bunch on Twitter. We got some good ones too. All right, our, our buddy Chris Hammond, Tubbs of the Club, Idaho. Um, who scores more points, Grizz's last opponent by week, or the vaunted Cal Poly this week? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be close. Oh, it's gonna be close. I don't. Cal Poly scores. Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. Western Illinois, I, I don't know. Yeah, Grizz were, Grizz were on a roll, got a week off. Mobile QB, we haven't faced a mobile QB yet. I think we're going to do I think Cal Poly's going to see a lot of our twos and threes. Yeah, so. but I mean, our twos and threes beat the hell out of Western Illinois' ones, right? So, as, as much as I would love for us to carry on the shutout for four more quarters, I just don't see it. Yeah. I feel like... Cal Poly will have a trick play somewhere, and I feel like we'll have scrubs in at some point. Yeah, yeah. I They'll put up 10 or 14-ish. <laughs> so the next question. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do we need to wait for Luke for this one? <laughs> so uh, Brian Marceau, also a podcaster, who really is – he does not lack for self-awareness of what Idaho is. Uh, um, he says, can you guys beat Cal Poly by enough for Baldwin to be back on the market when Petrina's contract ends after the 2022 season? <laughs> <laughs> says, this is more of a prayer or request than a question. <laughs> oh, my God. That, I, yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> I mean, I, I, first of all, Cal Poly's got to be in the Baldwin thing for like four years, right? Like you don't you bring in think. some guy and like switch from the option and only give him two or three years, right? I mean, you would you would think if you're Bo Baldwin, your contract negotiation with an option school is I need four to five years guaranteed because the first few are going to suck. Like we're going to be bad and you've got to ride this out. You can't just can me after technically your first and who real are they going to get? Like, who's Cal Poly going to attract? Um, uh, but here's the question, Brian. Like, you're asking the wrong thing. Will Bo Baldwin decide on his own that he wants to return to not living in civilization, much like he did in Cheney when he coached for Eastern Washington, <laughs> and go to uh, Moscow, Idaho, and coach the Vandals? Oh, my God. I'd rather live in San Luis Obispo. 100%. <laughs> I, I, bet, I bet he thinks if I could build it in Idaho, I can build it. At Cal Poly. I think he probably can build it at Cal Poly. He just needs a few years to do it. Yeah. Tougher school. Engineering, right? 
Ah, there's there's waivers and exemptions on yeah, true, true. standards at all these places. So this is interesting. This leads right into our next question um, from Curtis Wallace on Twitter. Will Coach Baldwin be able to replicate the success he had at Eastern at Cal Poly? How many seasons will it take to work for the Mustangs into the playoff caliber team, considering the complete overhaul of the offensive philosophy? I bet they're a playoff caliber team next year. That doesn't mean they're a playoff contender next year. But I bet you that they're going to be one of those teams that could play itself into some bubble talk sure. in year three. I think year four, I bet he's got a competitor. I could see that. I mean, California, and again, exemptions, whatnot, if you can add transfers, drop downs, because you've got a lot of FBS schools where maybe you could you know, pull some second, third string kids out, especially transfer portal, things like that, you could... You could stock that team up pretty quickly, I would think. So yeah, I can see that. I, I wouldn't count him out. He'll 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 make it a competitor. Well, we talked about this before, but like Paul Wolf is on his staff, and he has an, a couple other former Eastern Eric, guys. Eric Meyer, the QB, yeah, one of so, the many great Eastern QBs. Yeah, so it's like he's got. He's, it's not just him, and then a bunch of nobodies at coaching as well too. No, so. and a handful of the Eastern staff members jumped over from best staff to That's his right. staff. That's right. Yeah. So um, give him time. Uh, Jonathan Claxton on Twitter says, be real. Could we beat James Madison University right now? I know South Dakota State and Sam Houston are also extremely good, but I think most about James Madison. Mm. Top two seed is critical if we truly feel we have a championship team. Need to go 11-0. I disagree, or I don't disagree with what he said. Mm-hmm. And I think that odds, if there were odds makers that really paid attention to the FCS, they would not know how to... How to write that game? I think we could beat them. I definitely Absolutely. think we could beat them. I yeah. do think they are going to be tough. But I, I mean, we're a physical team. We've got great talent in the secondary. Why not? I, and could we beat like you put it in context? Could we beat James Madison in December in Washington Grizzly Stadium? Absolutely. Yes. Could we beat James Madison in December in Virginia? I think yes. so. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because I, so. I think we need Chris Brown and be to do it. <laughs> Okay. I'm getting you a drum. Discuss. With Chris Brown's face on it. If there's... My, my post is afraid of maybe six. No, um... Moving on. I No, I think I think the Grizz have a special team, and I think it will... A game, a game like that would really come down... Uh, to whether or not Cam Humphrey takes care of the ball. Yeah. And I think it's whether or not Cam Humphrey can make the plays to be competitive on offense. And is Marcus Knight back? Like <laughs> that's interesting to me. I mean, there's so many like wild card things. Like you get to the playoffs and Marcus Knight's like full go, knee healthy. So here's the thing. I think there's a lot of ways you could look at Marcus Knight. Obviously, he had surgery less than a year ago, yep. and some people would say he should sit out the whole year. Yeah. Other people would say, well, no, he'll be healthy in October. I, Marcus Knight's well aware of what's going on right now. He's well aware of how many younger guys are in the backfield. Yep. So let's say Xavier Harris and Isaiah Childs are both having awesome years. Does Marcus Knight feel pressure to get back mm. and be like, I need to get back and retake my position before – these guys take it for good. Take it for good. Yeah. Which is shitty, but I mean, we're going to have too many snaps. Yeah, I think. I think that they're going to try to bring him back next year. 
You don't think they're going to use him this year? No. Even if we're going to go on a national championship run? I mean, the one thing would be, like, <laughs> if you could just use him in the national championship game. You, I mean, you could be a year oh, removed yeah, almost from his injury. That's just, a good point. <laughs> surgery. You know, four games. But, yeah, you could, like, activate him in the playoffs, in the playoffs. and re- reserve his his. Man, I thought I remember reading somewhere where the playoffs didn't count for that, but I could oh. be. That'd be right. Somebody look that up on Twitter and let us know. I think you you dance with the ones who brought you, and you'd be worried about messing up chemistry, perhaps. I don't know. But maybe when you have a chance to win it, you you can't hold back. You'd always be asking, what if we would have played Marcus Knight? Yeah. I mean, I think you got a chance to win it. I don't know. I, I wouldn't burn the year, though. And, like, if you're going in the national championship game, and let's just say you've got, I say, a child's with a thousand yards and 15 touchdowns, and Xavier Harris with 750 yards and eight touchdowns, do you just suddenly, like, snap in a Marcus Knight that's taken no fall camp reps, no regular season reps, hasn't run with this O line, hasn't played with this QB the whole season long? I don't know. I mean,. It's tough to say. Also, the single season touchdown record holder for the program. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. It's super tough. Yeah. Fascinating. All right. <clears throat> Hopefully, we're having that discussion. Yeah. That's why the coaches get, get the moderately big bucks. <laughs> um, all right. From uh, Minty Cold Takes Nate over at the uh. Montana uh, Mint <laughs> Podcast, Dude Bro Nate. Um, Sargren has Grizz with a 96% win probability, tied for second highest probability of any D1 matchup this week. What would have to happen for the 4% to occur? Food poisoning. (laughs) Food poisoning. Major injuries. A COVID outbreak. Someone drives a car down the tunnel and gets on the field and, like, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it, they can play competitive game, but it just just doesn't seem likely. So Montana parlay will dunk before <laughs> before Cal Poly wins this game. <laughs> throwing down, throwing down. So I actually put some serious thought to that because I saw the tweet, and the thing I'd think about would be it'd have to be like a catastrophic meltdown on both sides of the field. And when we played Idaho two years ago, when Cam Humphrey. Had a terrible first half to the point that we had to rush Dalton Sneed back on a bad ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. We were watching that on TV, right? We, weren't we at the Realtor Convention or something like that? We were out of town. Were we out of town for that? I was out of town. I think you were too. We were in San Francisco. Because we went to that bar. Oh, right. With right. the Raiders yep. bar. Yep. And watched it. And it was an interesting place. And it was like the offense played so terrible, it put the defense in bad spots early. Right, because like there was, and then Sammy Kem was knocked out for the season, effectively. Yep. And By so an could you throw? Yeah. Could you could you see something where? And I'm not just singling out Cam; it's unfair. But like, okay, running backs cough up, get hit, and put the ball on the ground inside. Yeah, flukier things. You know, have and, and suddenly it's it's seven, but it would suddenly take, it's it would take a series of flukes. Yeah. I mean, like crazy stuff. But like, so it's a seventeen three at the half or something, and and Cal Poly's feeling it and they get going. I mean, it's super duper rare, and it's hard to imagine it happening. But I could, I don't know. We've seen enough in the years, right? But yeah. it it does seem super duper 
small chance that would happen. All right. Um, speaking of Montana parlay, what would be worse for Luke? <laughs> Grizz lose to Cal Poly and he has to do a five-hour phone call with Mint Hot Takes Nate. <laughs> or Bitcoin goes to zero. Oh! <laughs> Uh, oh, I didn't see this question <laughs> in advance. Bitcoin goes to... Z- Listen. I could talk to Nate for five hours. I, I like Nate. We we would talk about a lot of things. Could cover um, a lot of topics. We yes. could cover a lot of topics. We know... Yeah. We we know... You could talk wine. You could talk workout. You could talk politics. You could talk general sports. We could catch up. We I know a bunch of his... like could We have Montana? these weird Montana connections. Yeah. Like Even before I met... Him um, in real life, like it turned out, we had I knew some of his cousins, like <laughs> multiple cousins. I took one of his cousins to prom. In fact, whoa, Shelby, Shelby connection. Wow, wow, yeah. Um, so anyway, we could we could catch up on family stuff, you know, sporting stuff. He likes wine, and and he's actually minty hot takes is in good shape. He likes working it's out. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we could figure it out. But Bitcoin goes to zero. <laughs> Dude, I'm sad. Oh, I'm man. sad. I <laughs> got enough in that 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 yeah, would be I mean, at least a pupper. <laughs> <laughs> no, today it's down. China's China's market's crushing the entire... Killing, killing the crypto? Killing crypto, killing everything. Everything. The whole market's down. Huh. Damn it, China. I... Yeah, yeah, different podcast. Different podcast. <laughs> All right. In addition to Big Sky, Big Stakes, <laughs> Luke bitches about the market. Yeah, I like it. All right. Um, next up on Twitter from our buddy Joel Chipman. Mm. Um, can you discuss how hilarious some of the bios on the roster are? Dudes who started college football in 2015. <laughs> others that started in 2017 with two and three seasons left. We have and will continue to have guys who are 23 to 24 and maybe even 25 playing for the Grizz. I mean, you're right, and I think we just need to appreciate the random three-year period we're going to get where guys are just way more mature than your average freshman. I love it. I think it's great. College is such a fun time. I'm so excited for these guys. They're going to make it last you know, even longer than I did. I mean, didn't we? Talk, yeah, <laughs> didn't we talk like Cole Grossman is a freshman on the field, but he's got to be close to graduating. Like, I mean, these dudes are going to get master's degrees, and good for them. Yeah, I yeah. love it. And like Onu was a grad transfer, wasn't he? Technically, yep. um, but he has more years of eligibility left after this. I like to say that I am the all-time leader in every relevant statistic for um intramurals because you get to play as like alumni or even an employee and so i've been plugging and chugging away like scoring eight points a game in intramural basketball forever and kind of like ricky henderson you know ricky's like the all-time hits leader total bases leader stolen bases leader like he's got all these records but he never won like any major category except for steals I keep playing intramurals because it's fun. <laughs> like these guys are gonna have fun playing college football for nine years. Like this is this is incredible. I love it. Just enjoy it. All right. I, I'm trying to do the fast math, and I think so. Cole Grossman graduated high school in 2018. 
And he so, gets shirted. So he's 21 or 22 right now as a redshirt freshman. So, yeah. Cole, we're excited for you to get a law degree while playing football. Oh, it's going to be Dr. Grossman. Dr. Grossman. We should just start calling him. For the touchdown. Dr. Grossman finds the end zone. Yeah. I like it. All right. Uh, Josh Sampson says, where is the tailgate spot this Saturday and what can I bring? Hey. Oh. <laughs> Wander around. There's two. Find us. We're, we're we're out there in the north end, outside the north end, outside, outside the, the north, north of the grass zone. area. Yep. What it, it's got some name, Memorial Grove. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Come <laughs> introduce yourself. Yeah. Come introduce yourself. And I'm, uh, I'm not always at mine, but don't I'll be br- around. Don't bring anything. Just, so just bring a good time. Mike's has a big black bus with stripper poles. I don't know that it will this week. <laughs> if there's stripper poles, Mike will be there. <laughs> yeah, find the stripper poles, and you'll find Mike. <laughs> Because I'm not, not I'm, I'm running for public office. <laughs> <laughs> I still have fundraising I need to do. Let's let's not. <laughs> for every dollar you throw on the floor, put one in the bucket oh for my Mike's god. campaign. Is Mozilla's Gentleman Club in your district? Oh my god. I bet it is. Um <laughs> My side of Brooks. No, because Bro- he cuts Brooks down Brooks, Brooks and Brooks oh. splits it. Okay. Yeah. And then Never it comes mind. down a little bit on Russ. Darn it. Well, that would have been great. Um, continuing this joke. But I'm spot 22. Big canopy that says Windermere. You're a few down. We're spot, got- we're spot six. It's yeah. technically by invitation only. So here's your invitation. There you go. Yep. But, but if we-, we run out of food or beer, the don't complain. It was free. The numbering is <laughs> weird, though. You're six. I'm 22. And we're like five away yeah, from we, each other. You <laughs> could, you could <laughs> almost shout. In fact, uh, or you Brent's can borrow, wife came and borrowed from us last week. <laughs> you can borrow forks to get hot dogs out of the water. Because when you get there and you're boiling the hot dogs, you're like, how are we scooping this out? How are we going to get like, these out? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> just reach in there and grab them, I guess. Is there a pole nearby? <laughs> <laughs> if we just had an eight-foot-long pole that could support up to a certain amount of weight. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. Um, Eric Witz wants to know, could James have scored a touchdown on either defense in the Eastern Washington, Western Illinois game? Probably. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, a little zigzag out. Yeah. I, yeah. The thought is terrifying. James like, James playing college football gets me excited. Yeah. I, I mean, James is an awesome kid, but let's not set too high of expectations here. That's just setting us all up for failure. Someone get James back up here. Like, he, he loves math. If he goes to, like, tech and plays football, we're going to start a Montana Tech podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I have no illusions of my kids playing college sports. I just hope that they're successful human beings. <laughs> the Tech Fan Podcast, yes, TFN. It'd be a spinoff. All right, um, our buddy. Oh god, we got lots of our buddies this week. Our buddy Johnny Metropolis from yeah. Helena. Yeah. Um, can we get Gabe Solcer a deal with Big Sky Brewery? I'm thinking a Solcer water, like seltzer water, oh. would sell to tailgates, which is a great point we're not his agents but that is great we should probably tweet that and tag big sky brewing in that yes um but then Salser water eric witz from the james question response it says a couple of us in section 225 have dubbed Salser as white claw because of this very reason that that's amazing awesome. okay gabe Salser <laughs> is an up top athlete according to his twitter bio okay so we should tag up top as well tag up top right, big sky. okay 
We'll take our cut. These make sense. Yes, that is that's very creative. I run, I I passed Johnny at the tailgates last week. Johnny, stop down. I want we want to drink beers with you. We we met up with him at Cat Grizz last yeah. time. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I want to yeah. see you again, Johnny. All right. Um, MCFC and Mile High <laughs> Di. I don't know. He, he interacts with us a lot, but I don't know his name. <laughs> yeah. Um, question part one. It's Friday night in Missoula, and mm. you decide to get completely hammered at the Mo Club. Shots, beer, the whole nine. And after getting hammered at the Mo Club, you decide to stumble over to Stocks at 1 a.m. After convincing Chief to let you stumble in the door, <laughs> which we've been notified that Chief doesn't work there anymore. Oh. Um, Moved on to Greener Pastures. You decide to get into a full-on melee on the dance floor that results in Chief throwing you out after you had some solid shots on the other guys. This feels like he's... Witnessed. Parts I was gonna say this past. is this is a uh, yeah. He says name three Grizz players, past or present, that you would want in your crew that night for the drinking and the fighting. And there were some replies. I will say some of the stuff that was texted <clears throat> to us by our friends we cannot repeat. Um, <laughs> As RAs, you might have some inside knowledge uh, on a few no, things. Is nothing to do with. I want Jimmy Wilson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's top of my oh list. My and if you're a Grizz fan, oh my god. You know that's the right answer. Oh I'll take Jimmy and I stand, <laughs> all right? No. Oh no, no. No. Okay, your guys answer. I don't think next question, next question. The guy that asked the question the the Jimmy Wilson answer I don't even think crossed his mind. Oh, oh my god! My god. <laughs> um. God. Okay. I'll take Thatcher Zelay. Yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord! I think I I think I'm good. So a couple of people yeah. answered this question. Curtis, cool. Curtis Wallace said Vince Hutzberger, so we have a doctor to patch us up afterwards. Dave DeCoit, because the dude hits like a missile. Scott Gregg, for the size advantage over the other guys. No current players, because we don't want anybody getting in trouble. That's a good answer. That's Smart. a good answer. Yeah. Um, Grizz Fan Pod's number one fan, Luke Round, said, Andy Pedic, he would wreck shit to this day. Um, Ryan Jollymore, because I've seen the dude throw, and I know he has one left in him. <laughs> and then Randy, the real deal, Alik, one of the toughest guys I know, and I know what he can do. Myself as a former bouncer, been there, done that. <laughs> Um, and then D.I. responded to that and said, these are excellent choices. J.D. Quinn is a possibility for one of my choices. Maybe Croy Bierman as well. You, oh, man. <laughs> did, didn't someone I say, cannot believe you. Didn't, <laughs> didn't someone say Vince Huntsberger? Because he's like a doctor. Oh, yeah, he could that's stitch you up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I'm good. Luke is not taking it back. I don't regret a thing. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Um <laughs> that's just that's awesome i don't have any answers for this to can top that just give me some mean asshole line guys yeah <laughs> but there's some jd quinn yeah colin dow yeah and it, they could all be gentle Mullins. people too levi but, horn oh yeah get some guys that are all right scrappy guys Okay, Luke Rounds did ask a question. He said, I'm so glad we don't have to go against a triple option. So is Bobby, by the way. He yes. joked about that. Here is a simulation of the game. The simulation is one of those, I forget what site Computer does Computer rankings. Computer rankings, yeah. but it's 52 to 3. 
99% chance Grizz win, 1% chance Cal Poly wins. I predict that this is Luke Rounds. I predict the D won't allow a score, and we will have 11 quarters of not allowing an offense to score on us. What do you all think? I could see it. I think it'd be awesome. I just feel like they'll get some flukes this time. Some goofy yeah. trick play. And again, I think we're going to get a lot of twos and threes this week. <clears throat> and, and, yeah, you know, the scheme's going to be solid, but, you know, if, if we get a trick play ran against us against a bunch of our twos and threes, we're going to give gonna, up some points. I mean, At we, least some yardage that sets up a field goal. I mean, we could have, like, 18-year-old kids out there playing their first college ball in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Right. And Which is awesome. Could, uh, could they get tricked by just some guys that play a little bit longer? And, yeah, I could see that. Okay. Silver Tip Nation says, if you guys competed with all the other Big Sky podcasters in a contest where you had to keep your hand on an object the longest to win – and the prize was your team winning its rivalry game and the national championship for the year. How long do you think you could last? <sighs> so, I feel Luke could last the longest of the three yes. of us. <laughs> yes. I also think that some of the Big Sky podcast guys are great guys that have no life. <laughs> so that might be tough. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm just, yeah. I'm the laugh track. In the uh, I don't know if I should say this, Luke. I mean, Luke. Luke would. Luke would. Could be it our... possibly be worse than what you so, just said in the last question? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> if the podcast had to like be like, pick one person, right? So Tubbs has sent one, and Weber State Weekly has sent one, and R and R has sent one, right? We're sending you, but yeah. How no, does the Tubbs I... pick between uh, Chris and Brian? I think they'd be Chris. See, Brian. Once he focuses on something, you don't give up. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I would, I would not pick me over Chris or Brian. In truth, I'm saying I think that that would yeah. be one that the Grizz fan pod guys might not win. Tubs in the club. That's yeah. who I'm picking. <laughs> but they don't get the Brown Stein back for that, right? Okay. So his follow up is: What extremes would you go to to ensure <laughs> a victory? What measures would you take, and how would you sabotage the other podcasters? Ooh, so. I already like dehydrating myself <laughs> in advance of like road trips, like flights. I don't want to get up and pee. I would start, you know, like cutting water. I, I think I could, I could I'd do that. Maybe some meditation, some yeah. mindfulness. But still, I don't know. I think Brian and Chris. Those guys are animals. I could just see them like a week. Think about it. They hold on to their fandom of Idaho <laughs> for decades. You know how hard that would be? Yeah. I, their loyalty is admirable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That's a good point. What measures would you take? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't have a good answer. All right, that's it for Twitter. Okay, over to the cesspool. The Rats of Butte. <laughs> well, that's someone's name. Yeah. <laughs> um, there it was funny. Side story, random eager story. Um, there was someone at one point that, um, instead of Rats of Butte, had a name that was Butte Rat, but they spelled Rat R H A T, which people pointed out also spelled Butter Hat, 
and people started <laughs> so people started calling this guy Butterhat. Uh, okay, if you could choose one former Grizz to be on this year's team, who would it be? And you can't pick Dave Dickinson. Uh, would this player be enough for the Grizz to be title favorites? I have my answer. I've got mine too. Go, Craig Oaks. I think Craig Oaks too. Craig Oaks, the the year that he wasn't hurt in his two years. It's one of the most impressive Grizz QBs I've ever seen. Johan C. Humphrey. Hmm. All right. That's my guy. <sighs> I'm trying to think. All right. Because, like, like, I don't. Okay, repeat like, the right, question. Pick one guy that makes you uh, just you pick a guy. Can't be Dave. And then would that player be enough to make the Grizz title favorites? Like, I think, like, it's hard. Like, defensively, you can't be, like, I think there are historically <clears throat> you could probably go down the line and pick better players at almost every position. Like, okay, yeah, give me Tremaine over Hicksonu, but it's like that's an upgrade, but it's not like a title chance winning transformation of a position. And it seems to me there's two spots, like you guys said, it's it's QB or it's running back to me. And I think it's I think it's a guy like yo. I mean, Yo would be awesome. I can see Chase does, as well. Does Yo? I mean, I guess we've the reality answered this question because, I mean, John Edwards was a great Montana Grizzly, but he wasn't an amazing QB, right? And exactly. Yo, hmm. And Yo had a great but, defense. But man, throw Craig Oaks with these receivers. Oh yeah, absolutely. This line blocking the way they are. You make one of those rushers a thousand plus because they have to respect the pass so much, but we could pass for four hundred and fifty yards a game. We could. The answer's Craig Oaks. <laughs> Who Man, okay. Britt's been wrong a lot. Okay, <laughs> let's say let's say it's not J-Hill. Craig. Let's say it's not yo. <laughs> what position do you pick? So you can't pick quarterback or running back? Yeah. Bleh. Do you pick receiver? No. Is there a defensive play? Do you but I mean, put... is there a receiver that makes us that much better? Like there are guys Mark like Mariani. Mark Mariani's a spark plug and stuff like that. But but how much better does he make that team? I, I love yeah, Mark yeah. Mariani, so yeah. don't get me wrong. See, I think if he, it, you get his return game too. Yeah. yeah. I think if you say, okay, take out QB and running back, like we're talking about, like the two kind of obvious positions, I probably then move to defense and it's like give me a Vince Huntsberger. And it's not to knock any of our safety crew, but it's like you give me that. Would you pick and, Vince over Trumaine? In this, like, if it's like re- this replace one starting corner with True or replace one starting safety with Vince, yeah, you I'd pick Vince. Vince. I would absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Just because I, I like our corners. I mean, True is a generational talent at corner, but I don't. You know, like two years ago, I probably would have picked True just because. No offense, but it was like we were playing with converted wide receivers at corner. Right. Where this year we have, we have a lot of corners playing corner. Not that the safeties are bad, but it's like if you had Vince Hunsberger or Colt Anderson in the middle of that field, I don't know. That just makes that defense even all the more better, I think. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it would be, you know, flip a coin between quarterback and running back and then flip a coin between safety, safety and or... line manager. I mean, yeah, like – 
Like, I don't want to like because Marcus Wellnell's season has started amazing. Right? It's like okay, you put Dante back in there, could you put Brock Coyle back in there, or Jordan Tripp, or. But I mean, it's got to be a QB. But again, yeah, it's got to be a QB. It, uh, QB or running back. I think like this team especially. That's why I look at. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'd pick it. a wide receiver and make his name Samari Tori. Yeah. Good question. That is That's a good a fun question. One to think okay. About. All right. Thank you, Rats of Butte. AZ Grizz fan has some questions. Um, so he asked us, uh, our take on Weaver's performance, we talked about that. Are they a le- legit contender still? I think we've kind of covered that, right? Kind of. Yeah, I think they're struggling. Not. I think if they don't beat, beat Davis, they're in big trouble. Yep. If they beat Davis, then they'll they'll probably pull through. Um, Eastern's defense, we've kind of talked about our thoughts on Eastern's defense so far. We're going to dive into that quite a bit more next week when we play them. Um, any information on Xavier Harris's status? Obviously not. Nope. <laughs> not we're not going to know. My guess is we're not going to see him because why rush back? It, I mean, we don't even know the extent of the injury, but if it is assumed to be not incredibly severe in a game where you're favored, <clears throat> where the simulators are saying we should win 52-3, to three, I don't think you rush the guy back. My sense is... Even um, if he's ready. You just give him a week. My sense of the guys that we're going to see... From here on out, he's our number one, so you don't rush him back. Yeah. Agreed? I mean, if he's healthy, play him. Okay. Uh, to, uh, um, what's the deal with Lorenzo Brown, and why can't Alex Hurlburt see the field? I mean, I just think for some of these guys, it's just there's just a lot of talent on this team. And I think that sometimes you come in, and for whatever reason – the coaches don't see exactly what they hope to see from you, and you've got to get. I mean, Drew Turner is another guy, right? Yeah. I, you know, and I, sometimes there are just guys that are better than you in front of you, and it's it's nothing's more complicated than that. And I mean, it's like who do you who do you take snaps away from for those two guys? Yep, exactly. I think the the prime example is Marcus Wellno, where it's like, if, why wasn't he playing earlier? Because he's backing up Dante freaking Olson, like <laughs> the tackle leader of Montana, like. Sometimes you just back up guys that are better than you. Like, it happens. I remember hearing Dwayne Johnson talk about his time at Miami. And he was, like, super highly recruited in his freshman class. And he redshirted. And then he was really looking forward to starting to play as a sophomore or as a redshirt freshman. And uh, they brought in Warren Sapp. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he really didn't see much of the field. Wop, wop. Like, you know, I, yeah, I think that's a good point, you know? Yeah. They're going to play the guy who's ready, who's the most prepared to bring success to the team. Yep, yep. Uh, AZ Gross fan follows up. He had a lot of questions for us this week. Uh, if Chris Brown is anointed the heir apparent, does that change the approach with both Britt and or Patterson regarding their time here? Because I, they don't seem like guys that can switch and play a different position. No, they're QBs. I don't think that Bobby will say Chris Brown's the heir apparent. I think that's part of the reason he's not really pushing it. I think that he yeah. wants Britt and Brown to compete in the spring. Yes. Because I think they're high on Britt. Yeah. And Britt is a third-string QB right now. I don't know who's traveling. I don't know. I haven't actually paid that close attention. But I guarantee you that if 
Humphrey and Cam went down. That's Patterson may brutal. start the first game, but Britt will play more, and Britt would be the starter going forward. I just yeah. it, by the end of camp, Britt was the third guy. This, this spins me to a conversation. I, I'm with you. I, I like. I think Patterson's in a tough spot. I mean, you talked about Drew Turner, same kind of situation. Like you're just kind of surrounded by a lot of guys. Like how's this going to shake out? Now we talked about Drew last week. Like he played linebacker, so he can move if he wants to. Um, Britt is a year separated by class technically from Brown. Um, so does he wait three years for his job? Uh, it's tough to say. I mean, we were talking about this where things happen, guys get injured, guys don't play well. Uh, so it, it's tough to project. Um, but the other thing that we were talking about, which wasn't part of this question, but, uh, you guys, we talked about this last week. What are the odds? So next the season finishes whenever it finishes. It's the spring. What are the odds Bobby brings in a transfer QB to uh, compete for the job? I mean, probably high. I think it's like the highest priority of transfers but that they'll look at. I feel like he's a ev- he's evolved a little bit yeah. on that. Yeah. Because like in the three full seasons now that he's been here, his QB depth chart hasn't changed that much. Now, yeah. Humphrey is a senior, so it's like. And he did bring in a bunch of transfers, but none of them were great. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, Brown will be a sophomore. And Britt will be on a retro freshman. Fourth year in the program. Right. So the technically, system, like a junior. Having played in the spring season and the fall season. I mean, probably, but what do you tell that transfer? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Open job. And if Come he, get if it. he does, like, do you run the risk in this new environment of losing one or both those guys? guys? Yeah, you good? You sure good? We'll have to see. Uh, okay. One of the replies here is, I'm gonna, <clears throat> I'm gonna skip it. I'm gonna reread it and try to simplify it. CDA Grizz. I haven't read this yet. <laughs> Pick one. Grizz win the national championship this year, but you have to do six months in a federal maximum security prison. Take it. (laughs) (laughs) You pick the crime. Nobody knows that you did it for the Grizz. They just know you did time. Stint in prison won't affect your current or future job prospects. Uh, But you will forever remember what transpired in the federal prison. All the prison stuff you read about. Or Grizzlies, Cats, Miss Playoffs oh, for the next three years. Prison, prison. you read about? <laughs> oh, All the stuff on the Netflix oh, series. No. Um, so growing up in Shelby, we have a prison. Uh, yeah. It's not a federal prison, but... It's a for-profit prison. It's yeah. a it's for-profit, so go business. It's the tallest building in town, right? It's Paris. That's, that? what, that's our like simile to the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Paris of the Highline. We have this giant water tower. Um, I, I feel like I could do a prison stint, not because uh, I'm a criminal, but I really like working out and reading. Um. If you had an hour to work out a day or something out of your cell, uh, I'll run the risk. I don't know. I've watched Shawshank a bunch. No idea. Yeah. I'd, I'd do it, right? I think uh, – uh, sorry. I don't know. I mean, if no one else knew 
Hang on one second here. I mean, no, if people no, are going to know you're in jail. I would, I would, I would do it. I would, um, I would take the prison sentence six months. Yeah, a six months in federal prison. The Grizz won the national championship. My wife, you're would be welcome. So pissed at me. I would Could do you it. Imagine being like coming home, and being like, "Hey, stays or me? Hey, Courtney." I'm going to be gone for the next six months, but hey, good news. The Grizz won the national title. <laughs> see, gone till November. Like, see ya. <laughs> I feel like a lot of these questions boil down to my availability. Can we send, can, <laughs> can we send Luke to jail for six months? <laughs> my availability, my lack of children is really coming in clutch for this podcast. I would do it, and I wouldn't even, I would let people know. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a felon, all right? <laughs> I might even get a tattoo. Nice. There was a question. I thought there was a Twitter question about like what kind of tattoo would you get in prison? Oh, I must uh, no, just yeah, yeah. I could be wrong. Um, so, Luke, if you ever get engaged, we might have to reconsider your status on the GFP. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold your breath. Man. All right, all right. nation. Okay, Mrs. Maroon asked us a very long question. Um, I'm going to summarize it. And I think it expresses a lot of frustrations that I think a lot of us had. And it, it, it centers around the last home game we had um, masks in the stadium, not required. And now we are seeing that Missoula County is setting records on a daily basis for COVID cases. Uh, to the best of our knowledge, I've not seen any news reports or discussion that has suggested the football game is attributable directly to that. <clears throat> but of course... We talked about this, and the UM even put this announcement out, like, this week when you're standing in line, they don't want you squeezed all the way in. They want you to, like, back up, give people space, you know, those kind of things. So Mrs. Maroon's general question basically is um, just kind of curious our thoughts on kind of, like, like what's going on? Should we not worry about this? Um, you know, how can we, in this climate with the Delta variant, with COVID, with rising cases, where we are, and we're just packing people right in the football stadium with a lot of people in the game, in theory, not showing much concern, uh, should we be worried? Is this going to be something that could be a derailing factor to a potentially special season? I think everybody should go get vaccinated. Agreed. That's what I think. There you go. Um, Gus Tutel tweeted out something during the last Grizz game that said this game brought to you by those of us who are vaccinated. And I know this is a controversial topic and I, I'm not sure why she felt the need to ask us, but I understand it. Yeah. Um, I think that if you look at hospital statistics right now, unvaccinated people are, are in the hospital significantly more like yep. 93 plus percent and having significantly more serious outcomes if they are in the hospital. If you're vaccinated, the vaccines more or less are doing what they said, which was it's not going to prevent you from getting it. It is preventing your case from milder. It. Yeah. And it's the closest thing to, to uh, you know, a prevention that you're going to get. That's not to say there aren't risks. And I know people are going to be like, oh, I know people who have the vaccine who got COVID. But did they end up in the hospital? I just think there's a greater good here and people should get vaccinated. So do I feel guilty going to the Grizz game? You know, I've thought about this and we were yeah. asked this last week. We were, yeah. And 
I mean, I went out and I got vaccinated. I worry about our kids. I, I don't know. It's a serious topic. I hope there are no, <laughs> I hope there are no more fun questions after this. So that, we have to that, pivot back. That was it. actually literally like the last question because then it spinned into typical Egris reply, counter reply <clears throat> on the efficacy of vaccines. Vaccines. Yes. What do you think, Brent? I'm with Mike. I, I mean, it's tough. I. And Miss Maroon, in her long body response here, talked about she doesn't expect everyone to wear masks. Um, you know, we went to two spring games and we had to wear masks, and it was fine. Um, honestly, that first game when it was really damn cold, it felt pretty nice, honestly. Uh, my wife and I decided to wear them. And the thing I like quite a bit about. Missoulians, Grizz fans, Montanans at the game. <clears throat> I never felt intimidated or belittled by the fact that I had chosen to wear a mask in the game. I would honestly support the university if they went that route. I know we're outdoors and there's talk about your transmissibility and, and those type of settings are lower. Um, but I think I, I can I can understand that concern. We talked about this, I think, in our first pod before the season got going. We were talking about, like, what's your biggest concern about the success of this team? Um, and, I mean, it could be something where, you know, like COVID or something like that. Now, can, could the fans, I don't know, you know, in the stadium or not, could it impact team health in terms of the virus? It's tough to totally say. Um, it's super hard. I mean, it's a, it's a tough thing, I think. Like Mike said, I think the the easiest answer, the more people can get vaccinated, the better we'll be. Yes, we'll continue to have breakthrough cases. I think our, our um, Missoula County Health Administrator pointed this out. The more people are vaccinated, you're going to see more news about breakthrough cases. But pay attention to the other side of the news. It's like you're seeing less deaths and less ICU trips and things like that. And I personally have two family members who are dealing with major medical issues uh, one who's having to probably delay a surgery because there's no beds available. And another who was rushed in basically in a situation where a hospital trip is being immediately rushed out because of need for beds and neither non-COVID related situations. So it's something where it's, it's a, it's a tough situation, I th but it seems like the easy track is take the damn shot, get it done and get on to better spots. Yeah. Kind of a heavy topic to move into. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you guys completely. Yeah. Get the vaccine. I think any objective view of this um, is pretty clear that the vaccines are effective at preventing real serious reactions yeah. to contracting COVID. And part of me gets really sad because it feels like, um, what are the sayings like the horses out of the barn or like the toothpaste yeah. is out of the tube at this point. And I think that we're being put in a position to make really hard decisions because, uh, it took so long for so many people to start like looking at, you know, yep. data seriously. I mean, I, I read some statistic like one in 500 Americans has died. Mm hmm. Um, one in 400 Floridians has died. And U.S. life expectancy actually went down yeah, and last year because of that. And that it, that we're at that point and, and 
we still have like a ton of uh, cultural pushback. It's kind of crazy, but that's my my personal opinion. Um, is that we should all get vaccinated, and I would be okay if if the county, if UM said everyone's got to wear a mask in yep. the stadium. Impossible to police. It'd be um, tough. It'd be tough. But. I would still go. I would go with a mask, and I would be happy, and I would still be young, go Grizz. So, um, I don't know. You go get vaccines for other people, not yourself, right? Yeah, it's true. I got my flu shot today. Did you? So nice. There we go. How's How do your you arm feel? feel? Feels great. It's <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. All right. Um, hopefully, we didn't offend anybody, but, I, you know, they asked for our opinions. You get them. It's a free show. We're going to talk about Grizz football and Grizz athletics more than anything else on this. So if you really don't agree with that, <laughs> it's it's related. It, it is what it is. But, I mean, the question's about putting 26,000 people in one place. and It's a valid question to yeah. ask. And, and, you know, I think if you look forward, I think if you're a basketball fan – I think basketball is a little bit more of a question mark. You're gonna be, you're gonna be. I think it's gonna be an issue. I, I think it's probably you're gonna be seeing situations, rightfully so, indoors, winter. I mean, I don't know. And especially if you're a basketball fan, season tickets on that lower level, you're probably not sitting there. Most likely, I would guess. I don't know. Push people back from the floor. You're a lot closer to interacting basketball, and. I guess we'll find out in about we a month. We'll see. We're going to see pretty darn soon. That's um, a good point. But you know, the Delta variant, like trend lines, suggest that we'll be on the downhill track. But knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah. 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 Mm. God. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, wait. Is it Miss Maroon the poster that always kills threads? So she is called Thread Killer, and she's Jesus. like now Pod Killer. <laughs> Podcast. Okay, what time are we at? Podcast. We're rapidly approaching two hours. Okay, so we got forty-five more minutes to riff on this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not let her kill this pod. Oh <laughs> my god, <laughs> Lord! Right. Let's Mrs. wrap it up, Mrs. Guys. Maroon. We uh, no, no, we didn't. Yeah. Let's wrap it. She's up. banned. Anything else on the game, homecoming, anything like that? I'm just I, you know, I work at at, at the university. Um, I truly love the place. I am all on board with the mission, and I'm super proud to be an alum. Homecoming feels like a special time. Um, I'm really excited for this week. Just broadly, that there's a football game gets me extra excited. But um, God, what a great university. What a great little piece of reality to be a part of. It's fun because it feels like the energy is back. Yes. And it just feels like people are excited. And I know that's a lot of things not getting able to do it last year. It does. But I mean, it just feels like people are excited and that's fun because it's supposed to be fun. I got used to an empty campus last year. I was like walking oh, yeah. around. Yeah. It was oh, yeah. like, yeah. I am legend, but <laughs> like a more beautiful location. No zombies trying to eat you. But when the students came back, I was like, I forgot what this feels like. It is so fun, so energetic. There's weirdos wearing top hats and dressing like pirates and shit and, like, <laughs> hanging out in the trees. We guys all remember those kids. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's back, baby. I <laughs> love awesome. it. Oh, man. And, like, we've said it before. We're, we're hearing this, like, just energy, excitement, talk around town with Grace Football and... You know, fall is 
Fall's here. Like, it's creeping in. I love fall in Montana. I mean, changing the weather. I'm not sweating when I Come walk on. from A to B. Like, well, not my two-thirds of the rooms in hoodies. Like, I love hoodies. I can wear hoodies. I don't have to go back outside, so. Yeah, that's a good point. We are in your house. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. I think the funny thing we talked about, usually the tailgate scene kind of sucks. I think tailgate scene is probably going to be pretty fun this weekend. So Should be a good time. Yeah. All right. If we know you, we'll see you before then. If not, we'll be right here next week. Go Grizz. Fight Fight on. on.